0: the drive time news blast 30 minutes 45 for patrons jam-packed with news of the day from a perspective of truth liberty and justice this is monica perez
1: and i'm brad Binkley.
0: our top story it's like watching a keystone cops movie trying to follow what's happening in texas last thing that happened i see this picture of an apartment building collapsing into the ground in flames. The whole building burned to the ground, they said, because the fire hydrants were frozen and they couldn't get the water out to fight the fire in San Antonio. And I was like, San Antonio? I mean, how cold could it have gotten in San Antonio that fire hydrants fail? So I looked it up, and 1 o'clock yesterday, when this thing supposedly happened, it was 31 degrees in the shade In the shade. So I looked into it, like, do fire hydrants freeze? Like, does Canada not have fire hydrants or what? And apparently it is not normal for a fire hydrant to freeze when it is 30 degrees. So it has to be... Even in warm weather areas. So it had to be some complicated BS about low pressure and all this kind of crap. So everything that could go wrong has gone wrong to the point now where it's not just buildings burning to the ground. It's not just them having to decide to cut your heat off, even if it kills you for the greater good. It's also the food supply is being interrupted. The water supplies are being interrupted. They're telling you to boil water. Boil water. They're telling you to use gas when there's a terrible gas shortage that so people are freezing to death. I don't know. It seems screwy. But the food supply issue absolutely plays right into some of the themes we've seen with COVID. And they said, well, it was already weakened because of COVID. That was the thing. Like, there's a lot of things that were already not at full capacity. And I- I'm not going to hunt down every one of these things and try to prove that it's not true. I just don't have time for that. But when I'm interacting and communicating with people in Texas who are following the story or are living it, I mean, the BS dar is... Alerting constantly. This thing just smacks of a massive PSYOP. And boy, have we been bombarded with large-scale PSYOP. So if you think they cannot or would not do a PSYOP this large, just look at the year of COVID.
1: Yeah, it seems like a experiment, kind of in the vigilant guard type sense, where they're testing the the emergency response of all of the people locally and federally and how they cross over when the when the infrastructure gets tested to its limitations.
0: Well, I think that the point of this one is that Texas is the one thing that isn't on the federal system. It's it is either the only state or one of the only states that's not on the federal system. So what they're trying to emphasize to us is that this needs to move on to the federal system. And I I they there's I wouldn't be in the slightest bit surprised if there's tons of testing and reaction and all that kind of stuff, but this to me really seems to be pushing an agenda of making sure Texas is not independent because who knows? Yeah. Maybe maybe behind the scenes they think that there is really an atmosphere of seceding in Texas. Because Texas has this right, it has this right, actually, to become five states. Weirdly, Texas yeah. has some weird deal where they could just like stamp their fingers and become five states. I don't know if they also have a deal where they could secede. I'm not sure about that.
1: So they're demonstrating that they won't be able to make it alone without the federal no, government? No, no.
0: I think they're trying to get them to move on to the grid so that they literally cannot make it alone, so that they could actually be cut off. And that could be why they're chasing people. I I kept thinking they were chasing all these L.A. people to Austin, you know, kind of Joe Rogan and his merry band. But I heard from people there that it's not just L.A., it's people from New York are coming in droves. So you got L.A. and New York overwhelming the capital of Texas, which is exactly what's happening. And you're you are diminishing the chances that they get together and secede.
1: Yeah. The fire hydrant is a bit strange. It's almost like you're going to see a story tomorrow. Person frozen in place in stride walking down the sidewalk. <laughs> another-
0: At, because it's 30 degrees. Like, that's the funny thing is that. And I got a tweet from a nice libertarian saying, well, in Buffalo, that is exactly what happened like 1970 or 1977. And I'm thinking so much stuff is like just a replay of what's happened before. Like they just tap into those those pathways that they've already laid. But yeah. in Buffalo, my guess is the temperature the low or whatever what, what the the disasters weren't happening when the temperature was like flirting with freezing
1: 30 degrees. Yeah and Buffalo is colder than it's Texas, really just cold. Just Buffalo is
0: it's is really on the cold. border of Canada.
1: Yeah. So there's another Texas related story with Ted Cruz that everybody's talking about, and on the surface it appears to be one of the stupidest stories that you will come across. <laughs> Here's what happened. Uh, but but I do have some points that not a lot of people are talking about from this story. Ted Cruz, he got on a, a plane to Mexico with his family during the midst of this this crack not this crack, this icy storm in Texas. I know whenever there's an emergency in Georgia, the first thing I think of is I sure hope my senator stays here. Now, I, I personally. They don't even live there half the yeah, time. I don't, I don't care. But I do understand that the, the look of this, the PR of this, is not good for Ted Cruz. It's out of touch. It makes him appear to be elitist. He's going to stay at the Ritz Carlton in Mexico, then he flies back. There were like 58 photos or something like that on the Daily Mail 58 photos of Ted Cruz from somebody like snapping a photo from behind a seat. In a plane, you know, which I would say, what about this person leaving during the midst of a, f- a frozen, you know, storm? And of him from far away in the airport lobby. Fifty eight photos. Think about it. that's a lot of photos, and I have something to say about that in a second. And then there, the New York Times obtained text messages from Ted Cruz's wife that she was texting their friends. She texted friends saying, "Our house is freezing. The power's out. We're going to go stay at the Ritz Carlton in Mexico. Do you want to come with us?" So she invites them with them, and then they give the text messages to the New York Times. And that's the first point I have about this is there has been a culture created, this activist culture, where there's an army of camber-ready activists around the country ready to snap photos of their politicians and then turn them over to the, the nearest publication at any time, or even follow that politician. And there's also your friends, when they get a text message from somebody, oh well, I better send this to the New York Times right away. And that that seems to be the, the reaction. And be careful what you text your friends. I don't know if this is just Ted Cruz this is happening to, but if it starts there, they, they are getting us to police each other. And that's really dangerous. The way they're doing For, it anyway.
0: Yeah, I, I, that actually is interesting to me because I had another story that I saw yesterday and I realize now it ties in a little bit. But doesn't Ted Cruz have a D.C. residence? Mustn't he? Yeah, I, I know, mean, he, he's he's there for months at a time.
1: They usually a lot of them usually have residences in D.C. and in their home state. I mean,
0: I think they're required to have one in their hometown, but some of them have been scandalized for never being there ever, ever, ever. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs>
1: never even been to the state.
0: And there was one is it the John. It's not John Muir, but it's there was an airport, I think, in Pennsylvania that was literally built and maintained so that the senator had an airport near where he lived to go back and forth to D.C. I mean, and it was like 10 million dollars or something like they, So they they prefer D.C. from what That's I can understand. And my guess sure, is there? that they didn't have to go to a Ritz in Mexico to get out of Texas. But I'll let that pass. It Here was a story. Here was a story. It shows
1: how out of touch he is, the, in my opinion. That does. The <laughs> fact that he did that. Public erasure. I, I
0: wondered if it was kind of a that he did it in the in the vein of this weaponized hypocrisy or ble- yeah. revelation of the method. Hypocrisy. I have something to say about
1: that, too, after you. yeah,
0: Like when Newsom was at French
1: Laundry, it was just so obvious and weird and 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 nobody really suffered. Well, that's the for, comparisons yeah. that they're making. But that is a false equivalency because the Newsom thing and the other person they're comparing, to, comparing him to is the mayor of Austin, Steve Adler, who back in December, he got on a plane to Mexico with his family. But while in Mexico, he tweeted to his constituents to stay home. So these guys were violating the rules that they were trying to impose on others. That's the hypocrisy there. But Ted Cruz wasn't Telling people not to stay to stay home or to not go anywhere, he just did something that made him look wealthy and, and elitist. So it's it's a, it's a false oh. equivalency, and, and that's where's weaponized false equivalency is going See, on, running rampant.
0: That's really funny because this is it's it's like that game that story I like by Stefan Zweig called the Royal Game, where you're playing a different ga- chess game from the one that's actually on the board, so you just miss yeah. what's going on on the board. I think it's totally equivalent because I think that the Texas storms and all of the policy fallout is agenda-driven psychological operations, just like COVID and all the COVID policy in California.
1: So yeah, in that in that realm, Newsom, it is yeah.
0: right when Newsom is not suffering from the the horrors he is he is wreaking on the rest of us. It's exactly the same as Ted Cruz not because I feel like they didn't do this in Texas without Ted Cruz is okay or he would have be getting to the bottom of it. So he should be getting to the bottom of it or he's in on it and I feel like he's in on it. So both of them are just like I'm yeah. ruining it for everybody and I'm out of here.
1: At a deeper level, yes, it is similar. Yeah. At, at a yeah. surface level, that they're imposing to the public that they're yeah. using to draw outrage from the Democrats. It is a false equivalency. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah.
0: And I will just go further as to say I stand. But the other equivalent that I'm making is rubbing it in your face seems to be kind of okay nowadays.
1: Yes, that's exactly that is the standard to smear it in people's faces, to slam the other side is what people want now, which is what subverts critical thinking and gets people to accept things from their side that they are outraged about from the other i want to read something just a a short quote from this is from somebody from the shorentine center where's the name this person Uh, okay this is thomas patterson of the shorentine center for of media and politics um, at harvard and he said this is a couple years back but it's relevant to to this i think false equivalencies are developing on a grand scale as a result of relentlessly negative news And everything and everyone is, if everything and everyone is portrayed as negative, there's a leveling effect that opens the door for charlatans. The press has historically helped citizens recognize the difference between earnest politicians and the pretender. Today's news coverage blurs that distinction. And I think that that's an excellent point. And we see that every day almost. That is
0: a really, really great point. Is that if you can take somebody down for the tiniest things, you can't have anybody left. I mean, I've heard people talk about Thomas Jefferson or Martin Luther King Jr. And whatever their personal foibles might be, even rising to the level of cutting corners in the actual political arena. But to the extent that you admire what those guys did, their good characteristics and the legacy they left behind for the people they were serving, you will, would you really want to not have those benefits because these were human beings? They're human beings. There's nothing you can do. And like, great, I can't think of another example right now, but there have been good people taken down, disqualified. If, what if you were a Democrat? You liked Al Franken. Yeah. You really want them taken down because of some stupid joke. That's a good point. You know, I mean, that would that really took away a senator the me that too. you yeah,
1: that, yeah, probably
0: points. liked there. And yeah, uh, yeah it makes people yeah. not
1: analyze what their side is doing by focusing their attention on what they're told is the equivalent on the other side.
0: Totally. And also, his other point is that if you just wash everything with the bad brush and you don't actually use degree and discernment, which mm-hmm. is a feature of like sin in Catholicism, you need to understand that stuff and understand the difference between something mortal and something venial and, and, uh, and how to atone. And there's, there are systems, there are moral systems. And as we get away from that, and, and I actually read somewhere once that the only sin To a liberal is hypocrisy, because if you don't have objective standards, you can't break them. So hypocrisy is like, well, you set your own rules, but then you have to follow your own rules. But even that doesn't then now, then we're morphing into the Trump era where the Democrats, the liberals have called on the elites both in the Democrat Party and in the Republican Party, to get their people, their rank and file under control. They're beginning to recognize that elites are different. And maybe that's what this weaponized hypocrisy is there to say, let's get serious. They're they're above us, but you know what? We need people like that. Otherwise, you're going to get a Trump.
1: Right. And speaking of getting a Trump, another aspect of this story, I believe this playing out here is Trump has been gone for about a month now. He may come back in the spotlight. I think he probably will. But eventually, Trump is not going to be in the spotlight. And Trump is a villain that enables them to mobilize their base and to call them to action on command. And they spent years building him up into this lightning rod that has given them the power to do that, to mobilize more than Any other time in history And that was the gift That Donald Trump was To community organizers And mobilizers Now that that villain is gone That common villain That they can mobilize around They need to replace that void Because they won't have that power To rile people up Who have conflicting interests And call them towards A common action So Ted Cruz It's like this is an audition An attempt to see If Ted Cruz Can replace Trump As that villain Which I think he fails at I think this demonstrates That he fails at Because unlike Trump Ted Cruz lacks all authenticity authenticity when he speaks to his base. Even his base doesn't believe him. Trump's base believes him and believes him to be authentic. Ted Cruz, nothing he says is authentic. It always comes off as slimy.
0: Of all the people I thought was really going to be allowed to win, like how we talk about, okay, the globalists want to control the world. They have agendas, they do psyops, whatever, but they scenario stuff out. They think of different ways that things are going to work so that they can all snake back to the same end goal. And I always felt that the illegitimacy of the president was always a real, for at least the past 20 years, has been an important part of the powers that be creating divisiveness in this country. And so everybody, so Hillary was going to have the illegal immigrants voting for her. Um, Trump was the weakest with the Russian interference, complete crap. Biden, very strong <laughs> illegitimacy here. But with Ted Cruz, he was absolutely positively, or I should say, as far as my exhaustive research led me both of his parents were Canadian citizens when he was born in Canada at a time when Canadian and American dual citizenship was not permitted. So you were going to have a constitutional crisis the day that guy got elected, yet they continued to push him. And I felt like that alone made it possible that they were literally auditioning Cruz and Trump side by side to see either Let people choose who they wanted and just roll with it or who they wanted more or whatever. But it folds into the idea that Trump, that Cruz is the type of actor, role player playing for the same divisive, obnoxious endgame. Trump was just better at it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I saw Jimmy Kimmel talking about this story. And I mean, it was so bitter he called him a hypocrite, just so bitter about it. And really mean-spirited <laughs> monologue, Jimmy He's Kimmel. He's so rich. And I thought it was hilarious because... Jimmy Kimmel is so I, rich. I think it was last year that Jimmy Kimmel and Ted Cruz did a charity event together where they played one-on-one basketball and joked around and hung out. I'm like, this guy's calling this guy a hypocrite when he was just joking around with him on, on an NBA basketball court. That is, is playing so... Playing one-on-one. Yeah, it's so stupid. So
0: sad, but true. Dude, Kimmel is like the... Is like the Kimmel is to Colbert what Cruz is to Trump.
1: Yeah, it's, that is great. Yes, exactly.
0: He, he's trying, but it's not going to work. But there was another story about the Texas thing that I was going to get to yesterday where they, the the private consortium that, that reports to the Texas state regulators to run, you know, to coordinate the power grid, it has different people. It's called ERCOT, E-R-C-O-T, and a third of the board does not live in state. This was a big scandal, like yesterday or the day before, and they actually took down the bios of the of directors from the website. And I actually wonder if it's, because if I was trying to look those people up, honestly, to see what their backstory was, because there's a PSYOP going on, and I was looking for the smoking gun CIA guy, like we found in the Rockfin video last night. That was great. So, uh, they, so they said that, and, I, and they made such a big stink about these people not living in state. And I'm thinking it's kind of like this hypocrisy Thing that you're talking about. It's like, if they're the best guy for the job, what do they need to live there for? You know what I mean? It's just, if you could get the world's best expert at whatever, and he has like four other jobs, you really want to just like, hey man, we got to hire, we got a maid in Texas. I, I just seemed stupid. But now I feel like it was playing into that same kind of theme. Yeah. And, and, well, but I did want to say what I think, you know, I do think it was, Quite a a psyop down there. And when I hear people like all the stuff converged, and the guy who runs ERCOT or is the head of it is a guy named Magnus. And he he said, Magnus, M A G N E S S, not Magnus, great, Magnus, just Magnus. So he said, Decisions we had to make to avoid a catastrophic blackout. He was talking about. You know, we had to do these things to avoid a catastrophic background. What they created was a catastrophe, an absolute catastrophe. So all they're saying is the catastrophe. I mean, buildings are being abandoned. Apartment buildings are being abandoned to burn to the ground in the name of avoiding a catastrophe, how on earth can you even know what which catastrophes what you will never know? And it seemed like because absolutely so many failures had to happen for this to actually turn into a catastrophe. I call BS. I don't even call it incompetence. It and It makes uh, me
1: worry about an EMP type thing, an attack, what would happen if the grid were to go down? And we think about all the crypto stuff that's emerging lately, too, and how people's money's digital. And now Texas seems to be demonstrating a level of helplessness. At least it, the media is presenting it that way with all these these things shut down. It makes you worry about something like that.
0: Yeah, that is a very good point. And speaking of the what whataboutism, people are asking, why isn't Biden being blamed? Why isn't he there? They're like, oh, this guy isn't there. Right. Right. Yeah, there's been... always
1: they got to be there on the ground. You know, they got to be there. Say. So
0: listen to what I heard today for the first time ever. Although I've said it a thousand times, I cannot believe they said this. They said President Biden isn't going because he recognizes the enormous footprint of a presidential visit. It distracts Since people. <laughs> Can you? How how many times have I said that about Bill Clinton oh, getting yeah. a haircut on the runway or going running in Central Park? I talk about it all the time about Trump. I mean, going they shut the down the game. entire
1: highways when the, Michelle Obama the, yeah. at the
0: Special Olympics. You know, I've always thought, I was like these people are so rude. But Biden, I don't want to go to Texas and check out the snow because. Footprint, OK, uh, my guess is he'll be happy to go to Paris to do the Paris Accord. They'll have maybe a thing in Hawaii, whatever. But it's just funny that I mean, my guess is that the aging Biden just doesn't feel like it.
1: What's funny is that people accept that as a noble reason why. <laughs> On the left, I'm sure they'll, they'll point to him being responsible, being, you know, trying to eliminate climate change. What a wise, decent president. And the fact that people aren't insulted by that when he turns right around and gets on a plane to Paris or whatever, like you said, or a yacht, they, these guys just they, they have the biggest footprint of any of us. And people to not be insulted by that is what's a little sad to me.
0: So a few people emailed me. Apparently, I got this wrong. I really hate getting this kind of thing wrong. I cannot believe I, I did this and it's because I didn't read about it first. It was just common knowledge. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine is a viral vector vaccine, which I'm pretty sure means that it's a gene induction or transduction. I, I thought that was the conventional protein-based one, but it it says all over it that it's a viral vector. And it talks about genetics. Now, I could not find anywhere where, like AstraZeneca where it actually says genetic induction or transduction, but it seems like the description is similar. So I don't think the Johnson & Johnson one is the one that is like that conventional. It's the Novavax one that seems to be an attenuated virus, protein, whatever that gets your body to respond to that. So absolutely do your homework, whatever you're comfortable with. In Russia, they still have not approved. We have not approved any of these vaccines, Moderna, Pfizer, any of the gene induction or transduction or mRNA. We haven't approved them. We have emergency authorized them. They haven't done that in Russia. They have the Sputnik one, which I think is a protein based one. So be sure to... If you if you really feel like for whatever reason that your life just you know you have to get the vaccine, just just do research because there are big differences. So even when you like look at if, if you've got depression or you've got some issue that has you have to go on a on a medicine, medicines that have been out for a long time, like Prozac. Prozac was the first one. So Prozac's been out for a really long time. People know what Can go wrong just because millions of people have taken it for 20 years. So it's that's one factor. Just do your homework. That's, I just want to make sure people.
1: Yeah. There's stories day after day about new random side effects that you you never heard of until like we talked about the the breasts being sore, similar to what mammogram might pick up. And then somebody actually messaged us saying that their their wife was experiencing oh, that
0: someone else told me that yeah so a woman i was talking to uh i think maybe it was offline you know privately said that she heard us talking about that and it was the same thing and i, I had like a funny thing so yesterday was the life expectancy gone down and they don't know how much is for overdose meanwhile overdoses have absolutely broken a record during the pandemic but yeah. They're on the rise, anyway. I like. I saw in one article I was reading in 1990, these overdose deaths were supposedly 8,000, and now they're 70,000. Can you believe that? Wow. I know. I mean, I wonder if other overdose. Ty- I don't know. That just blows I wonder my if mind. data
1: collection practices plays a role. Yes, there.
0: great point. But here was the funny thing: is that they they said they they weren't exactly sure why. Overdose. That's what we're up. It could have they were instead of blaming it on the lockdowns, which is I mean, obviously, that's a big part of it. They're yeah. like, oh, well, because of covid, we couldn't get people their methadone. We couldn't get people their their. Um, what the hell is it called? Where they. It's no not n- n- naloxone, naloxone. Other oh, that's treatment. the thing like,
1: that if you have an overdose, they give to you the ambulance will give to yeah. you to like revive you.
0: It says drug dealers had supply chain interruptions and were making their off mar you know, their illegal drugs even worse, which definitely could be true. That's how my sister died. Um, but in this whole freaking article, right? The whole article, which pissed me off anyway, because if they had talked about it a year ago, which they knew damn well the implications of this and the COVID policy, it's, uh, uh, the, the doctor, the expert says this just tells us that vaccines are our only hope. (laughs)
1: <laughs> That's what Adam Silver said to the NBA. Oh, yesterday. Let's
0: save that for the last big story of the day. All right. And we are we have some fun stuff for the Patron 15. I do want to hear about the Gorilla Glue story. I believe that saga just keeps on giving. I think you're going to tell us the answer to that one. Yeah. And I I would say that. I have a couple of goodies. Let me, let, me put, let me see what bubbles up by the time we get through your Gorilla Glue story for the patient 15. All right. It's Friday, you know, so I'm a little, I'm a little loosey-goosey. Ready for the weekend. Loosey-goosey. I'm, so, I'm ready for the GPP tonight. Yeah. I really look forward to that because on my diet and in Lent, the only carve-out I have for a cocktail is with y'all.
1: Oh, so you're going to go wild. Is that what you're saying? I'm not
0: going to go wild, but I'm going to have a, a good time. I'm going to let my hair down as usual. Oh, it's only for friends of the show or patron saints. I'm sorry. If you feel like you thought you were part of that and you want to want thing, I can send you a link until we straighten it out. Uh, just message me on Patreon. And of course, I would like to give a big shout out to our biggest sponsor, uh People love neighbors feed and seed. They love neighbors feed and seed when they call Bill or James, when they go into the store. They, we get many, many customer testimonials that it truly is well named as these guys are like neighbors, they're like friends, they are. Absolutely part of the community. We talk to them all the time. We know that their number one goal. I mean, they're, they're a local store. They can do stuff online, but they're a local store and they still support this show, knowing that half the people can't actually go into the store. And they just, they love the community. They love liberty and, and it's great to support them, but. You don't have to support them out of loyalty. People love their products. They have, basically, it's a one-stop shop for sustainable agriculture. They have organic garden supplies, which I didn't even think about. Bulk organic farm supplies. Grain-free and natural pet foods. Like, look at the ingredients of your pet food when you get a chance. Wild bird supplies, which is super fun. (laughs) This is funny. They have backyard chicken and suburban livestock care. Like, do can you have a cow in your backyard in the summers? People laugh Perhaps. you can't actually there's some places where you just need I'm sure it's true in Georgia like you just need like a one acre, which isn't unheard of, but I just yeah. think that's that's great because I want
1: yeah. I, w- I would love a cow. It's a great <laughs> store like it's really I w- a cow would be cool there they like they like dogs they play with dogs, which is kind of cute. I'm not going to yeah. bring
0: a cow there, but if they had a cow for sale, I would check it out. you yeah. know I' got but a they, message
1: from Bill today. Oh, about really? a What's new that? offering. He says, Duter Duder, finally got the organic seeds in and packed up and they'll be on the website by tomorrow afternoon. And he says that people from uh, listeners of the PR report have been calling in a lot, asking about stuff. And he says he's excited to have this for everybody and grateful for everybody who, who calls in, everybody who comes up to the shop. It's a great place. Check it out. Very That's knowledgeable fantastic. and personal.
0: Yeah, we get nothing but glowing reviews. It's just fun to interact with those guys, which is why we hang out with them and chat with them. And if you want to support us, there are many, many ways to do that. Uh, one big way is to go to the Patreon 15. So if you, if you join Patreon, you will never hear these ads again, sadly, but we do hope you continue to support our sponsors. But uh, the main reason to go to Patreon is that it is just a wash in extra content. And if you find that you don't quite have enough time for the extra content but you still want to support the show because most of what we do the vast majority of the content we produce we give out free we want to spread the word we want you to share the show but we give a lot so not everybody needs more but if you want to make a one-time donation we would absolutely love that please go and you could even think of it now as the time because we are trying to build back the build back better yes oh Sadly, yes, we do want to build it back better, but uh, it, it's much more expensive because you have to have somebody help you do it and you have to pay for like one off things. You can't piggyback on big tech. So if you would like to support those efforts, we would love it. Go to the com and hit that donate button and uh Give from your heart. Do a little value for value if you if you feel like it. What's it worth to you? And while you're there, if you want to do another way to support, is give. Uh, maybe you can buy some propaganda report merch. Hit the shop button, and i You know, we don't really. Pfft, it is not a a profit center for us, but we like to get our merch out there because that logo is so cute and cool. And people ask questions, you wear a t-shirt and then that spreads the word. So it would be a nice way for you to help support the show as well. And most important, please leave a review on your favorite podcasting platform. Our reviews are great. They're growing and they're the number one way that we spread the word. So, with that, on with the show. Our last big story before the patron 15 Binkley take it away.
1: There's been controversy about whether or not the NBA All-Star game is going to be played and that controversy has centered around the idea that Atlanta is quote open, which I that's an interesting way to describe it, but and how it could cause the spread of the coronavirus by bringing players from different cities into one place. and spread. I honestly fail to see the, the real differentiation between that and players going from city to city to play games anyway. I guess they can have their, well, teams are intermingling and the testing procedures are, you know, whatever. It, it all seems a bit stupid to me, but... With some of the players making statements about it, saying the players were saying stuff like, well, we'll play, but we also are kind of against it because we feel like we're supposed to be. So, what have I kind of learned and what have we learned about what happens when you, as a corporation, as a business, want to be able to do something, money-making, that you can do? Well, if you don't want to get pressure, you align with a great reset. and. I realize that that's what's going on here because the the NBA announced yesterday that they will be holding the All-Star game. They're going to move forward with it. It's going to be on March 7th in Atlanta. And Commissioner Adam Silver said this about it. He said he believes it's the right thing to do, despite the criticism of the league for holding the game during the pandemic. And he said this, it's a global event for us. And we're making our best efforts to embrace all aspects of our league to the extent that we can through this pandemic. And this is just one more opportunity. So, one, the NBA is a a tool to spread Marxist propaganda to slogans, BLM on the court, slogans on the jerseys. A global thing. Everybody watching, they need this. And also, this is aligning with a great reset because the condition that they're doing this on is they are giving $2.5 million to the historically black colleges and universities in Atlanta as part of holding this event, as well as to support awareness around equity and access to COVID-19 care, relief, and vaccines. <laughs> wow.
0: They are.
1: Be... Yeah. I bet if you Google... Uh,
0: Imran Ahmad encountering digital hate you will find some connection with somebody at the NBA because Definitely. they are 100% they they seem to be the number one quasi private enterprise facilitating that guy's agenda.
1: They're on board, absolutely. And there will be no fans in attendance except for about a thousand from the local HBCUs, the historically black colleges and universities and players guests. That is a level of equity of we're going to give access to this group of people, but not this group of people. This is exactly, exactly what The Great Reset is talking about.
0: And it'll probably be all black, which is what I what I think CNN should go all black. Yeah. From but top it, to bottom.
1: I, I'm you sure that it, it will, Yes. Yeah. So the NBA so. falling in line. The NBA is not just falling in line, actually. The NBA has for a long time kind of bled the way in this type of thing.
0: I'm telling you, when they did that thing against China. Yeah. I was like, mm, I don't think that that's random. Yeah. And I don't... And look at the way the world blew up after that. It really didn't cost them anything. So that's why I have to always look one step beyond. People like, why would they blow up their Chinese relationships that's so important and stuff? It's like, well, you don't really know what's around the corner, but they do. <laughs> they do. So, very interesting. I uh I have a couple of shout-outs our we have some very big uh, supporters over the years, patron saints all. So big thank you to Roger, Bill, Austin, and Joseph. And also in that category is Spirit of Resistance. And I want to give him an extra shout out. He is a longtime patron saint and he is doing his part to spread the message. So please visit his website, spiritofresistance.com. For all your pro Liberty merch needs, spiritofresistance.com offers patches, stickers, shirts, and more from a variety of pro Liberty influencers, designers, and podcasts. So that's fun. Check it out. I always think those things are fun to just peruse. So we love spirit of resistance. I'm always very grateful when somebody's trying to get their own little thing going and they yeah. still support us. Preach.
1: Yeah, yeah. Got to support each other. Always a lot of great ideas, too. People are creative. And I think if one thing, the pandemic has allowed those who've, quote, leaned in to um, show their creative abilities.
0: It has been fun. Yeah, there's definitely something good about it. There's something flowering and flourishing among us future tunnel tunnel people.
1: Yeah. That's nice. You guys can find your Drive Time News Blast every week to afternoon at thepropreport.com or your favorite podcasting platform at the Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content that we post every time we post a DMB, go to patreon.com slash propagandareport and become a patron. You can also find our deep dive video podcast on rockfin.com. We'll be dropping a new one of those here in the next couple of days. We will talk to you guys tomorrow or in the patron 15. Have a fantastic rest of your day.